0: My name is Meryl Dubrow, CEO of Mark Research and the chair of the MSMR Program Advisory Board at Michigan State University. I am really excited to be part of Spartan Insights. Spartan Insights is a series of podcasts that I'll be hosting and interviewing one of the 350 alumni and 60 board members from the Michigan State Marketing Research Program. Today's guest on Spartan Insights is Jorge the Director of Insights from Lazy Boy. Jorge, thank you so much for being a guest on Spartan Insights.
1: Hi, Meryl, and thanks for having me. I'm super excited about this conversation, despite you and I never meeting before. We we have never met. And how much practice have we done on this,
0: Jorge? <laughs> None. <laughs> I know. Which makes know. it exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. And and who knows what's going to what. what questions are going to bounce into my crazy Bostonian, Texas head of mine. But why don't we start with this one, which is just give an overview of your career for the listeners.
1: All right. Well, you know, my experience has been an interesting one. I I have had a diversity of roles and but actually those roles reflect um, who I am. I like challenges that are complex, uncertain, ambiguous, because it just gives me the opportunity to break new ground, use a combination of strategic thinking, analytics, and creativity. So my first role was a craft Foods. For the first two years, I had a typical role, which it was well-defined for me, and that was a good building block. But then right after that, I was tapping to being part of the first multicultural marketing team and leading insights at Kraft Foods at the time that most companies, most CPG companies didn't have any plans, campaigns targeting multicultural consumers. So we're having fun two years later, my team is featured in the Wall Street Journal, Advertising Age and many other business magazines and we're being recognized for breaking new ground I was one of the founding fathers of the Hispanic Home Scan panel by Nielsen. I helped create the first, some of the first multicultural online panels for the research industry to leverage. So I'm saying, this, I'm to myself, this is easy, this is exciting. So that is how I fell in love with, it, with insights and the impact that I could have. After that, I moved to General Mills. I have always been intrigued by innovation. And here I was leading the insights team in innovation in the serial division. And believe me, it's not easy because in serial, everything that could have been done has been done. And so innovation is tough. After that, I was stopped to lead the insights function for global at Clorox. And Clorox was expanded globally very aggressively. So setting up teams globally was was very exciting. It was different. After that, I joined Amway Global and I was hired to transform the insights function to become more efficient, more effective across the world. So as you can see, I have done research in more than 60 countries, personally traveling, having a true understanding of the culture, the society, religion, human interaction at a deeper level. So that has been my experience before I joined Lacey Boy. That's great. So let me ask you this enormous,
0: iconic brands, always on the client side. Was that was that truly a conscious decision or something that frankly I followed
1: the opportunities or kind of you just fell into it well I actually did work a short period of time with a company NFO okay and that is when we were trying to create this online multicultural panels and it was breaking new ground but it was extremely difficult not only because there was no penetration or limited penetration of African-Americans, Hispanics, and Asians into the internet, but they didn't have the equipment. So we got to the point that even we purchased equipment and computers so that we can create panels, Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it become a little bit too complex. So at that time, I decided to go back to the client side, and there is a reason for that. I mentioned that I need to drive a strategy. And for me, doing the research is just the first step. I will say that 80% of the work is later. When you start influencing, you start driving decisions, and you start influencing not only strategies, but the vision of the company in changing the culture of the company to become more consumer-centric.
0: That's really, really interesting for sure. You know, truth be told, I have about 28,500 connections on LinkedIn. And when I did a little research since we had never met, when I was looking at your profile on LinkedIn, I was really, I like how you phrased yourself. Your profile had you listed as a global thought leader, okay. I've heard that one before, and that's a good one. Insights Rainmaker, I'll be honest, I don't know if I've ever heard that one. Trend Hunter, I absolutely love that because that's really what Insights leads to. And Data Storyteller. I want to just follow up on a couple of those headlines that you and labels that you used on your LinkedIn profile because I think it's fascinating. As a data storyteller, obviously, Jorge, Professor Spring and Michael Brereton and the rest of the gang there are trying to get the next generation of superstars to be better storytellers. How did you do that? Because my sense is you weren't a great storyteller and I'm not even sure the word storyteller when we started in the industry was around, but how did you over
1: your career become a better storyteller? Great question. This has to be looked at not just as a storyteller or not you have to have a combination of strengths that makes a great insights professional. And it is not even a professional, I like to say an insights consultant. Number one, you have to be able to influence people, right? The the way you influence people is by understanding how people make decisions in their specific role in the space. Once you understand that, I know that a lot of people don't like the storytelling word because it's overused and it's a little bit fluffy. I like to say, focus on the narrative. I have been in meetings where I was embarrassed that a researcher, in this case, I do say researcher, presented 164 pages of data. And... And the reason for that is because that is the data that they have to present. For me, if you focus on a narrative, it's about eight to 10 pages maximum, and each page contain a punch, right? And think about this. It's more or less like a Ted type narrative and the perfect meeting when you share your insights is about 20 minutes of insights. There goes the eight to ten pages and 40 minutes to drive a conversation, an interaction with the team. And that is that is where we should be focusing on how you are catalyzing that conversation. Now part of being a rainmaker, you have to be a connector. But you have to be a connector not only of different sources of data, but you have to be able to connect different business needs across the organization with your knowledge and finally connect people across the organization leveraging insights. Once you're connecting different levels of data, business needs, and people, that is when you are an inside stream maker, right?
0: Yeah, it, it, that's really well said. My, my sense is most of the listeners will actually hit the hit the replay button and listen to that answer again. I think there's some terrific insights and some nice takeaways for all the listeners. Let me ask you: the political environment at Kraft is different than Clorox, which is different than Amway, than different than General Mills, right? Without mentioning names navigating in my opinion navigating the political environment of a especially a client organization that is so large is so critical with so many personalities and so many agendas can you give a takeaway can you give a best practice or two for the listeners um, for the next generation of superstars who who probably that really isn't probably taught in the classroom but i think it's one of the most important lessons How to navigate and understand the political environment within a large enterprise?
1: I basically have an answer of how to be successful in each of those companies. So there's not one size fits all. But if I have to summarize it, number one, and this is the advice that I would give to all these amazing young Spartans, is that. First, you have to hone in your functional skills, meaning how technology has impacted insights, right? You have to know your craft. And then here's when you started to bring in the culture of different companies is develop your business acumen. And business acumen is not only about understanding the supply chain and finance, but understand truly how your business partners make decisions, the type of information that they need and be proactive, right? I don't care what company you work for, you have to be a strategic business partner. That means you understand their role so well that you proactively bring information to them. And then the most important one is find your own voice. I didn't find my own voice until like 10 years or even 15 years. I had to figure out how to be authentic. For me, at the beginning, I was trying to emulate other leaders that I looked up and they, they were very successful, but it wasn't me. So you have to be authentic. You have to find your voice. And I will say that it took me also some time to understand that. I didn't need to lead people to be a leader in the company. You can be a leader if you are an individual contributor. Because leadership doesn't mean leading people. It is all about influencing people, adding value, bringing people along because they trust you. That is what leadership is about. Yeah, I, I got to tell you something.
0: Have you ever presented in the classroom to the young Spartans? Yes,
1: yes. Don't remember exactly, but I have had an invitation to speak at, the, at this program. Yeah, because I got to tell you something. You frame
0: things a lot different than most. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people. My gray hair that I have on my head is real. And the way that you frame that and the way that you, you talk about it and your authenticity by saying, hey, you know what? I mean, I love when leaders say, you know, it took me 10 or 15 years to find my, my voice, my own voice and to emulate other people, that wasn't authentic, that wasn't real. I mean, the way that you said that is, is very impressive. And it's, there's so many ways that to learn, but, but to hear it from a professional who's been in the industry for 20, 25 plus years, who's very, very successful is, is amazing. And I would uh, hope that, that Michigan State gets you in there every semester to teach the young superstars. Let me ask you this, in terms of changes during COVID, a couple of years. And obviously, if I'm not mistaken, you took this job during COVID, right? Your new job? Correct. Right. So you, you took this, maybe you're on board, I don't know, four or five months, whatever it is. So you took the job during COVID. Can you, without giving up company secrets, I think it might be interesting for the listeners to know, hey, my top three priorities in 2022 are blank, or my top three goals, or my marching orders from my boss is this. Can you speak to that without giving up too much?
1: Actually, let me approach this good question in in a perhaps more personal way. During COVID, I was part of this great resignation because it was a time for me to reflect as well what I have accomplished and what I would like to do with this knowledge that I have and and make a difference. So I am super excited that I took this new role at Lazy Boy. Let me help bring it all together in what I believe the future of insights is. A lazy boy. I was hired to build an insights function. I am I am doing right now is building a strong, a strategic, and foundational base knowledge. Right, that's yeah. that's part of very you know complex. I like that. I'm at the same time focusing on the operational side in bringing capabilities, the right tools, the right technology, and agile processes to be efficient and effective. Of course, bringing the talent to join the team. But my goal of building an insights function is just one element. And this is what excites me about me making this decision to join Lazy Boy. I am not really building an insights function. What I want to build, my vision is to build an insights ecosystem. And what I mean by that is an an insights ecosystem helps the organization become consumer centric. You enable a learning mindset across the organization and you create an environment where business partners make faster, better informed and more confident decisions. So this is the sweet spot where insights need to live and create. This is insights nirvana. That is what excited me for me during the pandemic to make this change because that is what I believe. Insights, doing the research, getting the reports done, storytelling and all of that is just what you do in order to create a culture of a company to become consumer-centric in a learning organization. That is what excites me.
0: Yeah, no, that's good.
1: Let me, let me follow up on what some,
0: one of the things that you said, because I think it bears, bears following up, which is the great resignation. We've all heard that, and for many, not all, it's a good thing, right? Changing can be a good thing, but for some, and let's not debate what that percentage is, people, can jump too quick. Maybe it's for money, maybe it's for a better geography, maybe it's for a better title, could be for whatever. I would suggest and almost argue, for some, they jump ship too much. And and leaving a company after 12 or 14 months, some of the, the next generation of stars can do that too frequent. What's your position on that, Jorge?
1: Oh, times have changed, right? My view is that when you are starting your career, do jump. Do go experience different things, right? Um, one thing that I, I would say is do understand what motivates you and, and with that, and with, you know, what type of culture, what type of team, what type of manager you, your strengths are going to flourish. And if you had to go from industry to industry at the beginning of your career, that is great because you experience different things and that is the only way that you are going to find who you are, what motivates you to find your voice, right? The more you learn, then to make true impact that is long-term, you remain in a company a little bit longer yeah. to see that going through And that is exciting. I do worry when I see some people with 10, 15 years of experience and then jumping from job to job at that at that time. There's not enough time to, you know, even being two years at a company to make a a true impact.
0: That's right. So that is what you can
1: see. My my background is every time it gets longer and longer because I needed to move and add value and impact doesn't happen in eight months or six months. I totally agree. Let me ask you a question.
0: I noticed on your LinkedIn profile, you're hiring for your team. Give some advice to the listeners on some of the qualifications you believe to be a great researcher and to be hired by you that really catch your eye, right? So if I, if I presented 47 resumes from all Spartans, and you had to pick one, what stands out? What do you look for?
1: Really great. Uh, so number one, I will say to the graduating class that relax, you are already ahead of everyone because you are coming out of the number one market research program in the nation. And here I will say, Yes, you can highlight what you have learned, the tools you use, but most importantly, your interaction with board members. And it's critical, you know, share what you have learned from those interactions and and bring it up during the interview, right? I will also say, don't ask just typical questions such as, tell me about the culture of the company. Ask questions such as what is the most important challenge that the company is currently facing, and how is insights playing a role to provide solutions or minimize the risk? Meaningful questions. What in what I'm looking for is somebody who is motivated, is passionate, I will say, you know, the right attitude. It is extremely important for me that this person is going to fit in within the culture of the company. And it is somebody who is an entrepreneur, self-started, self-motivated. That is what I'm looking for. I at this, you know, in entry-level positions, I am not expecting somebody to know how to do research that that I can teach, that I can train. I cannot train for somebody who is motivated, right?
0: Yeah, no, that's that's good stuff. Well, let me tell you something, Jorge. I, I have really, really, really enjoyed our time together and appreciate everything, and your insight on Spartan Insights. My name is Meryl Dubrow, and thanks everyone for listening.